Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Well, Okuo, as you know, we have been having a year of learning about spiritual fruit. We learned how fruit is created through the Holy Spirit. And we learned what all the different types of fruit there are. We learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations. We learned that we have a choice to hand it out or keep it to ourselves. Of course, we want you guys to be handing it out. Then in the last series, we learned how the Holy Spirit allows this fruit to be shared in small communities and then eventually grown to greater communities. Now, it's great to see that Spirit brings spiritual fruit into the community, but there's something else in those communities along with the Spirit. It's people. And guys, let me tell you, sometimes people can be the worst. Then imagine you are like with a group or you're in a community where all the worst people get together right around you. So when we are in these situations, we have to get it right. We have to get community right. That's why this new series called One Another will be addressing these ideas, addressing the situation, addressing the idea of building up one another so we can get community right. And here is why. When a community is built and is built without intentionality, things can go sideways. Now, for me personally, I'm part of a handful of different communities. I'm part of the Cervera, Gutierrez, Weeks community, you know, my family. Uh, then I have a, a small community of good friends. I've got, actually got a couple of those. Then, of course, I've got the Akuo community, right? All, all of you guys right now. But the one that I want to talk about, the community that I belong to, uh, that I want to talk about today is incredibly important because they're based around basketball. I'm part of what is called the Spurs Twitter community, which is basically just a bunch of folks that follow the Spurs and get way too excited about every single thing that happens with the team and then overreacts to it on Twitter. And I know what you're thinking. You're the coolest guy I know. You're right, I might be the coolest guy you know. But anyways, normally Spurs Twitter is a fairly small group, relatively speaking, but earlier this week, Spurs Twitter was front and center in the entire NBA conversation. You see, there was a fan that had made it the trip with his son out to Las Vegas where they play summer league games. Basically, this is a place for younger players on the team to get reps and players that haven't made the team to try and make the team and they're showcasing their skills. So the Spurs fan that took his son to the summer league posted a video with the caption, my son is savage. The video showed how the father and son were sitting very close to former Spur Kawhi Leonard at the Summer League game. Now, for those of you that didn't know, Kawhi left the Spurs in a not-so-awesome way. I'll put it like this. If it had been a relationship, these two parties had been together for years. And then Kawhi just stopped answering calls and left. <laughs> That's, so there's some hard feelings toward Kawhi coming from a lot of Spurs fans. Anyway, the guy and his son are sitting near Kawhi. And in the video he posted, you hear the son yelling expletives at Kawhi, just derogatory expletives at Kawhi. Well, the video gets shared, and all of Spurs Twitter is engaging in a conversation about this video. And this video leads to a huge split within this community. Some love it, and they're cheering on the son's actions. Uh, then there's a larger group that hates these actions. Well, these two opposing views lead to arguments. From the original argument, the conversation devolves. 
People start having side arguments on the arguments about like parenting ideas. Should this dad be condoning these actions? Well, if my kid would have done that, I would have done this. Or my parents would have done this to me for saying that or doing that thing. Then it gets like really crazy, right? Like the, these splits keep on happening. These conversations keep on going. People start making fun of haircuts and uh, that actually lasts for a while. Then just when it starts to calm down and it seems like it's going to go away, out of nowhere, Someone breaks off into a racial slur directed towards Mexican people and chooses that moment to make a point about immigration. What? Everyone was having a much different conversation until this dude jumped in. And as you can imagine, that set off a whole new chain of anger and argument and division. And while I was reading this, I found myself getting more and more upset. I was taking on offenses and hurts being thrown at each other. I was getting upset with people from my own community about something that started off as something incredibly stupid. It started that way and created division after division after division. It was like a cell, how it just like divides into two, then into four, and, those three, and it just keeps on going and going and going. And everywhere, people were getting angrier and angrier. Lines were getting drawn in the sand. What everyone was trying to do was cancel out the other person by yelling louder at them. It's the start of a larger part of what is called cancel culture. Now here's the million dollar question. Have you ever felt like this? Have you ever been on social media and read through the comments and felt like you had to draw a line in the sand? Have you ever felt like you've been sitting across the table from your friends, family, or coworkers, and been listening to them go on and on about something? And then you hear them say that one thing and you're like, I'm never talking to them again. I'm just gonna assume that we've all been there and I'm just gonna speak for all of us and say, it's the worst, right? There has to be a better way than this. But what can we do to combat this within our communities, in our family, in our friends, in our church? Well, we actually find a few principles that will help us with these moments in the biblical book of Romans. Now we call it the book of Romans, but actually it was a letter written by Paul, a leader in the early church to folks in Rome. Paul was a little bit of a legend in his own time. Uh, you see, at one point in his life, he was a religious leader in the Jewish faith. He was so fanatical about his faith that he actually was a part of a team that would hunt down Christians and kill them. That was until Jesus got a hold of him. Paul had a real life encounter with Jesus and Paul's life changed forever after that. He went from a Jewish man that searched for Christians to kill to a Christian man that discovered his purpose was to help non-Jewish and non-believing people to Jesus, which we would call Gentiles. They would call Gentiles back then. And with that being said, Paul had this big trip planned for Rome. And he had sent this letter ahead of himself so the churches in Rome would be ready for Paul. He also sent the letter to start priming the people of Rome for the gospel of Jesus. He knew that there would be Jewish people there and Gentiles alike that would start to hear the message of Jesus through this letter before Paul even set foot in Rome. Another reason for writing this probably had a lot to do with the tension between the Jewish and Gentile segments in the Christian community at Rome. You see, with these two groups of people, they saw the world very differently. And Paul knew he was going to need to write to them about the right ways to deal with one another. So with all that being said, let's take a look at what Paul was urging people at the Roman church to do. Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So Paul starts us off with a heavy idea. When dealing with each other, don't copy 
the behavior of this world. And we saw some of them in action while I was talking, walking you through this ridiculous Twitter, Twitter fight uh, that got pushed into an area that most people didn't want to be in, that they weren't appreciative of. I'll tell you, one of the most universal cultures we have going on in our world right now, one of the most universal things happening in our conversations is division. Think about it. Think about how much time, effort, and emotion you spend on being upset at the other side of your worldview. Think about how many hours you spend looking at a screen getting angry. Now think about how many hours you use like talking about the things of this world that pick you up and make you happy. Which one do you spend more time on? Angry thoughts or happy ones? Guys, people will identify themselves on what they are against just as much, if not more, than what they are for. And what's crazy is that it's not just the people of the world, right? It's not just the non-believers that are getting caught up in it. It's the Christians. We're doing the same thing. Sometimes the Christians might be doing it worse than the worldly people. Think about it. How many Christian boycotts have you seen? How many times have you seen a meme or heard divisive words coming from one of your Christian friends? Or seen someone like cuss someone out on social media and then you look at their profile and it's like, I believe in Jesus, random, random quote. And for what? Something petty like that person wronged you one time? Or uh, is it something, is it for something that you feel like it's worth? Like you're doing it to protect the church or protect our country? Well, let me tell you, if you're being petty, stop. You're giving all of us Christians a bad rap with your petty actions. If you're being divisive because you think God needs you to protect his church with your boycott or with you drawing a line in the sand against those people on the other side, then you have an incredibly small idea of who God is. Jesus said the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. But I don't think hell is kept away because of your personal views of the world. If you think the best way for you to spend your time and energy is in what you were against, then you've got it all wrong. So what should we be doing? Well, let's go back to Paul's letter to learn what we should be doing. There he says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So don't copy what the world does. Don't divide it up. We got to do the way God wants us to do things. And when we go to God and spend time with him, we will be transformed by him. What's really cool is that when Paul says transform in the Greek, it's actually a plural word. So it's this understanding that our minds will be transformed over and over and over again. He wrote it understanding that it wouldn't take like a one-time magic bullet, but rather a long time, a lot of times. And we all know that it's so easy to fall into this idea of trying to cancel all the people on the other side. And some of you might be like, but Humby, those guys on the other side cancel people all the time. They cancel people like me all the time. We have to fight them the way they fight us which on some level makes sense. But when you look at how Jesus did things, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. He defeated the grave and became our savior, not by winning a war, no. He did it by laying his life down. We can't fight fire with fire. I mean, think about that saying. If you came home and saw your house on fire, would you try and put it out with matches and lighter fluid? Of course you wouldn't. That's one of the dumbest things ever. So why do we think that we can fight pettiness with pettiness? Why do we think we can fight anger with more anger? Why do we think that we can fight cancel with cancel? 
You see, you fight fire with water, right? You fight it with what is on the opposite side of the spectrum. And the same thing happens with the culture and customs of the world. We aren't gonna beat cancel with cancel. So instead of falling into the trap of cancel culture, we need to push for something different. We need to put all our energy into building a connection culture, which is going to be our big idea that is helping shape our entire series. We want you to create a connection culture. Create a connection culture. As followers of Jesus, we don't want to be known for the walls we put up to the people that are our neighbors. We want to be known as the people that connect to all the folks around us. We want to be known as the people that will love the people around us. We want to be known as the people that will lead our neighbors by empowering them in the ways of Jesus. We want to be known as the people that will link to our community. And it's something that I'm excited to say is already happening here at Akuo. People know us as that. Recently, we were linking to our community by serving and participating in a 4th of July parade, and someone in our Akuo community got stopped by our councilwoman for our area, Ana Sandoval. She looked at the Akuo shirt that they were wearing and went, Akuo, y'all are the ones that brought, bought all the coffee for the moms on that Mother's Day, right? They're like, yeah. And she's like, that's awesome. So this is just a little bit of proof that we're becoming known in our neighborhood as a group of people that are creating a connection culture. But what about when we aren't it? Uh, with, with serving together at the church. And we're at home, we're at work. Well, Paul lays out some very practical steps we can take to create a connection culture. And I wanna highlight three of those things today. So let's go back to this letter to the Romans. There it says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you a warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So the first thing I'm highlighting is this idea. Get over yourself. Guys, I know that we are all amazing creations of God and each one of us can be like considered God's masterpiece. That's awesome. But real quick, you didn't do anything to achieve that. You were created by God in that way. A piece of art is created. The art does not create itself. Because of that, the art can't walk around proudful, prideful about how much better it is than everything else. And it's the same thing for us. To create a connection culture, we need to lay down the pride we have in ourselves. We can have pride in the one that created us, but we need to understand that the same being that created this masterpiece also creating everyone else around us. So treat everyone in that same fashion. And Paul really hits the point home at the end. We are all part of the same body. We all have to deal with one another and we all belong to one another. So let's create connection. Real quick, if you have someone in the room with you right now, look at them and just say this to yourself. They matter to this world just as much as I do. All right, let's get to the next point I wanna highlight from Paul. Romans 12 says this. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So for the next practical step we can take to create a connection culture is to love people for real. Love people for real. Guys, it's not enough just to be nice. 
It's not enough just to like make some donations to a charity. It's not enough to drop your loose change into a bucket. It's not enough to cut your neighbor's grass, but you just do it because you're like frustrated that it got too long. We need to really love people, not just pretend. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I love this idea of honoring. And really quick, I wanna take a moment to honor some people. I wanna honor our dude Abel, who comes up here and leads worship for you every week and just pours his heart and soul into serving you guys. Uh, Alyssa that serves our children every single week, just she does such an amazing job. And they both lead A-teams that are just fantastic and you guys do amazing jobs. And then one of our dudes, Tony, just shows up every single week and just kills it. Now as you're listening, think about that someone that you need to honor right now and then do your best to honor them today. Now let's get to our next step to create a connection culture by going back to Romans 12. There Paul says, Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that to live in peace with everyone. So the last step we are highlighting to create a connection culture is to bless the bad guys. Now we've created all of these bad guys in our head. We look at people that are on the opposite side of our viewpoints. And because we haven't gotten over ourselves and we haven't seen the value that every person has, we think of ourselves as totally good and the people on the other side are totally corrupted and that's simply not true. No one in this world is all bad and really no one in this world is all good outside of Jesus. But because we've been created by a God who is all good, we do have some good in us. So when you're looking at the opposite side of your argument, I want you to bless them. I want you to go over there and bless them. Don't just pretend. Jesus asked God to forgive the people that were crucifying him. The apostle Peter then went to preach to all those people that crucified his buddy Jesus. If they can do that, then you can bless the people that are on the opposite side of your thoughts and feelings. So let's take a moment. Think of that person you're continually at odds with. It could be someone you see every day. It could be an athlete, it could be a celebrity or a politician. Whoever it is, just close your eyes and imagine that person standing in front of you. And then just push them off a cliff. No, 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 no. Imagine them in front of you and just ask God to bless their life. Ask God to be tangible to them in their lives. Now you can open your eyes back up. I wanna challenge all of you to create a connection culture and it's gonna start here today. Right now, it's starting, but it's gonna to need to continue after this. And we can do it. We will create a connection culture by getting over ourselves, loving people for real, and blessing the bad guys. We wanna create this culture for all the people around us. But that is only a piece of what our church is about. Remember, here at Akuo Church, we exist to bring people into community with Jesus and one another. And for some of you, you haven't joined the community with Jesus you haven't connected with him just yet, and that's okay. But if you wanna do that, I wanna give you a chance to connect to him right here and right now. So to connect to Jesus, all you have to do is have a simple conversation with him. We would call that a prayer. Then you just let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth. That's it. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone here in the Akuo community to pray along with you, 
Because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always a community here for you. We wanna be connected to you. We wanna connect and create that connect culture. So if you wanna connect to Jesus today, just bow your head right now and pray something like this along with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Thank you for doing everything you did for me. Today I say that I believe in you. I believe that you laid your life down for me. Thank you. Jesus, right here, right now, I ask you to just let me connect to you. Speak to me in my life and help me follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now let's just go ahead and keep our heads bowed. Now, if you've been a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades or the last five seconds, and you want to get some help creating a connection culture in your community from God, I just want you to pray something like this along with me. Jesus, creating this connection culture, it seems like a lot of work. It seems really hard. I don't know if I can pull this thing off. Jesus, I ask that you would step in and help me get over myself. Help me show humility to the people around me. Jesus, I ask that you would step in and help me really love people. Help me see people the way you see them. Jesus, I ask that you would help me bless the people that I consider bad guys in my life. Jesus, show me how people have connected to me in my life when I didn't deserve it. Show me how you have been humble, loved people, and blessed your enemies. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. We love you so much. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, guys, thank you for spending some time with us today. I have a few things to share with you before we go ahead and take off. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been urging you to step into your purpose. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is by joining one of our A-teams at Akuo. It's a great way for you to connect. You can find your purpose by helping serve on our welcome team, set up teardown, worship, production, prayer, online hosts, social media, cool kids. We have so many places that you can get connected here at Akuo. So if you want to give what you have to the community here at Akuo, all you have to do is click on the link on any of our social media pages to be a part of one of our A-teams. Now, once you get signed up, we will be sure to reach out to you and let you know when we will get you trained up for these great opportunities. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about with you are our community groups, another way that we can get connected to people that will get started here this fall. So as of right now, we have three groups that are gonna be getting started. I'm gonna start a men's breakfast. We've got John and, and uh, Grace Watson that are starting a, a group at their house, and Abel's gonna start a running group. So these are things that we're so excited about. And if you're interested in being a part of these or you wanna get one started, you can click on the link to get one started. Or you can just let us know, hey, when's the best time for us to get these groups going? When's the best day for us to get these going? What we wanna do is listen to you so we can make sure that we have the best groups possible here at Akuo Church. Now, we do have some very exciting news coming up here in just a few weeks. For the first time in the history of Akuo Church, we are doing child dedications. Ah, oh, they're the best. Now here at Akuo, we don't 
uh, do necessarily what a lot of other places do with like infant or baby baptisms. And we don't do that because we believe that a person should be able to make their own decision to follow Jesus and their own decision to get baptized. So for, for babies and children, we will be celebrating child dedications. Now with child dedications, this is a time uh, that parents will bring up their child in front of the church and declare that they will raise their child or children in the ways of Jesus. This will happen during our service at 10 a.m. on September 5th. So if you have one or more kids that you would like to dedicate, you can sign up now for that by clicking on our website or by looking at any of our social media pages. Also, because this is such a fun day, be sure to tell all of your friends and family that they are invited to come and celebrate this fantastic day with us. The next thing I wanna talk about is how we practice generosity here at Co. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Guys, we know that when you trust God with anything, there's a great blessing. Whether it's your family, your friends, whatever, there's blessing on the other side. So we expect the same thing to happen when you trust God in your finances and your resources by tithing to your local church. Now, for some of you, that might not be a possibility right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you right now, we wanna help you. That's what we want to do. We want to be linked to you. We want to be connected to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. All you have to do to do that is go to our website at kuo.church and click on the contact us link. You can send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at kuo.church or you can call or text the church directly at 901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. When you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. Now to do that, all you have to do is send your tithe to akuo at PO box 10125. San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Okay guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love you all and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TVs and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. I pray that they will hear you this week. I pray that they will hear you, urge them, to create a connection culture. I pray that they will hear you teaching them how to be humble. I pray that they will hear you, Lord, push away the cancel and embrace connecting with all the people around them. Thank you, Jesus, so much for everything. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.